All right. Hello, Genesis Church and anybody who's watching or listening and Merry Christmas. This is Christmas week. And so we know you're all busy with lots of different things with families or friends or trying to get through the rest of the year unharmed and all of that stuff. And so we are just going to be here talking about Christmas with you today and what that means and the, the real meaning of Christmas and what, you know, what it means to us as Christians. All right. So a couple of things before we get into this, you know, always, uh, you know, we may have a first time listener who just stumbled across this thing or something, but, yes. uh, if, uh, if you stumbled across on Facebook, I would recommend that you go check uh, us out on Spotify or ever how you listen to uh podcast, but, um, on there, you'll find a host of subjects, you know, um, you know, we talk about various doctrines like the doctrine of God, doctrine of the Bible, how to study the Bible, stuff like that. And, uh, we interview missionaries, international missionaries, um, national missionaries and other folks. So, uh, there's just a host of stuff there. And, uh, we've got some stuff coming down the pipeline that I think will be helpful. We'll be talking to, uh, Sean Lee, uh, who is a, uh, associate pastor out in, um, uh, New Mexico. Uh, who uh, struggled with, uh, had a battle with cancer. And so we're going to talk about his journey. We're going to talk with him a little bit. And we're also going to be talking to Peyton Smith, uh, who has, uh, was paralyzed from the neck down in an auto accident a few years ago, and he's still in his 20s. And so, um, and he started a uh, ministry called uh, Wheels and Weapons. And um, so anyway, we're going to talk to him about that. And anyway, a lot of good stuff coming down the pipeline. All right. So, but this week we're talking about Christmas and you'll have to excuse me. I'll be hacking and coughing and, and sniffing and Chris probably will be too, but, uh, I just got over COVID. Then my wife got it. Just about all the kids got it. <laughs> it was just, and I want to tell you, I had, I want to be honest with you. I had never been so sick in all my life. <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, now I'm laughing now, but there was a couple of days there. I'm laying there thinking, this thing may kill me. <laughs> I'm just going to say that I think there were, there were people at Genesis Church, and I, I received some phone calls, but there were people that were ready to pull a New Testament and go cut like a hole in the roof of your house <laughs> and not take you to Jesus, but pull you out and take you to the hospital. And so, <laughs> like, you know, we yeah. did not, we did not do that, though. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I was getting the text messages about that uh, constantly about my yep. oxygen. Cause I had this little oxygen tester thing there and, uh, and they were concerned about, because it was this weird thing was going on and maybe other people can relate to this. Okay. So if I was sitting up, standing up or whatever, my oxygen level was, I mean, it was good. I mean, it was really good. <clears throat> and, uh, but man, when I would lay down, it would drop. I mean, like immediately. And, uh, and so my wife would come in like at two in the morning, test my oxygen to make sure it wasn't, you know, dangerously low. And, uh, and, and that's where a lot of the concern came out of because mm -hmm. the word got out that my oxygen level yes. kept dropping. And so, um, so anyway, I ended up having to sleep, you know, tilted up or whatever. And that seemed to help, but, um, but there were a couple of days in there, man, I was, I was literally laying there thinking this is this is bad, you know, yeah. but, um, but you know, 
I flipped the page and got through it by God's grace, well, man. I'm, I'm still alive. So I am, I am glad because I'll tell you, man, I don't, I don't like doing sermon prep like the week of, and if you had died, I would have had to do a lot more sermon prep. Yes, you would have. Um, I mean, there, there's more than that, but I mean, you know, like, yeah, that's, uh, and my that's, initial concern. You sound like my wife says, oh Jeff, my you can't die. I have, yeah. I have too much stuff for you to right. do that. I don't want there's to There's a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. Right. So, well, I'm so, glad you're here and we're glad you're, <laughs> you're back so yeah i'm back i would say i'm at 95 percent. i mean outside of this that's good man nasal coughing thing whatever i got so yeah all right let's uh let's move on here enough of my illnesses there all right so we're talking about christmas but before we get into uh, matthew chapter one and the christmas story uh what is your favorite christmas childhood memory i have i have two you you know um so my first favorite is that, and I don't know how I thought I was going to get away with this, but I was probably like three or four. And I remember this very specifically. It's one of my first memories. I walked out to the tree while my mom was on the phone, took a present back to my room, opened it, and like, I mean, just played with it. So it's my present. I won't play with it. This was like three weeks before <laughs> Christmas. Well, I don't know how I thought I was going to get away with like rewrapping it and putting it back, but I just didn't think through it. And so that was a lot of fun. I, I remember getting to play with my it was a pirate ship like launching game and I'll, I'll find it one day and buy it for myself again. But, you know, and the other one is that, um, so we don't, we don't do Santa here, not for any specific reason. We just don't. And, um, but my parents did. And so I remember one night I was so excited about Christmas that I snuck out of my room and literally man sat in the hall the entire night. I was a little kid, stayed up the whole night, sat in the hall, waited, <laughs> so you know yeah probably needed a nap the next day i still get excited about christmas but not not so much for that i like to give the family gifts i i mean i don't mind getting gifts but it's my favorite to just give the kids gifts and stuff so anyway yeah same here i like to i like the whole i know this is weird but i like the shopping process whether it's online yeah, or in person absolutely i do too yeah i like the wrapping and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff so um yep. anyway yeah. And Pam did most of it this year, just because for the last two or three weeks, been knocking on death's door. But um, there you go. yeah, so but I did order a few things that she doesn't know about. So oh, there you yeah. go. You want to make them public here? And the- yes, oh, I want. Actually, I have them right here. I want to show you now. There you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, all right. So all right. In connection with one of your memories, mm-hmm. um, all right. Uh, maybe this is more common than I thought, but. Uh, one year, I, this is not my favorite memory, but it jogged a memory as you were talking, was, uh, well, one year, uh, okay, so back in the day, my mom and dad, they would go out uh, honky-tonking, okay? Yep. So I'd be at the house by myself, so it was Christmas time one year, and uh, they were gone, and I knew they were going to be gone till I went to bed, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're going to be, you know, so they just left me at the house, you know, by myself, <laughs> said, okay, you know, there's, mm-hmm. you know, pizza rolls in the freezer or whatever pop them in the microwave so anyway um so I, I don't know how old i am i'm probably 10 i don't know and uh so they're gone and i literally literally unwrap like the ends of all my presents to, and open them just so i could see what they were and then retape them that's impressive yeah it is i wasn't and, that uh, good at it i guess man but I did learn one thing though, after I did it, 
I already knew what I had. And so then I was going to, here's the dilemma. As a 10 year old, I had to pretend and act like I was surprised. Okay. See, you just said you were 10. Like I was like three or four. Yes. So I don't, I don't hold that against myself that you were smarter than me at that point. Yeah, that's, you were like, that's a good point. Yeah, you were like seven years older than me. So. Yeah, that and that's a big difference. You know, <laughs> 10 and three. It is very <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, um anyway, uh that's uh that's how it rolls there. And so oh, my but my favorite Christmas uh memory, not okay, not my favorite, but my one a very fond one, because I got a lot of fond favorite memories, but one, the best Christmas as a kid was when uh Star Wars had come out. Yeah. And okay. mom and dad had decided to do a Star Wars theme. Oh, that's awesome. Present. That's so I exciting. Mean, so when I walked in, okay. And at, at our house, when I was little, we did Santa Claus thing, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, we're lucky. We don't do Santa Claus at our house, sure. but um, I don't want him to get the credit. I, w- I want to get exactly. That's where we're at. Okay. Man. Yes. All right. yes that's saying, ours. It's not a religious reason. We just, I am telling you, I want the credit for the gifts, man. Yes, that's right. So anyway, um so anyway uh i walk in and uh they had some of the star wars stuff already out and set up and displayed Mm -hmm. and i had the uh, death star thing where you could do stuff inside where where darth vader says i am your father you know that little scene there uh i had i had the um x-wing fighters i mean you know the x-wing fighters you know what oh, I'm yeah saying? yeah i know man. that you yeah. push a button you That's put exciting. the action figure in and stuff yeah. i had what was the what was the uh the millennium falcon yeah i had that i had one, one of those man. i had that a big cool. one you open it up yeah. put the action figures That's in it mine was man it was so cool man i tell you what yeah. I, so anyway i had all i mean it was just overkill mm-hmm. okay but i'm gonna okay i'm gonna go public with something <laughs> i am not kidding for the last few okay oh a few years ago i'm talking four or five years ago I found out something that has disturbed me and I've been looking for, uh, replacements ever since I found out what I'm about to tell you. Okay. I said, mom, I was talking to mom one day. I said, you know, all that star Wars stuff I had, I don't ever remember giving it away. You know, what happened to it? She said, well, when uh, you quit playing, when you grew up, you quit playing with it. And now this is sad. So, I mean, I'm not trying to get any sympathy here, but what happened was she told me, she said, well, Jeff, she said, uh, your dad uh, decided to take all your Star Wars stuff because the price went up on it and he sold them all so he could get money for alcohol. Oh, no. So now she told me that after he had already died. Yeah, I want to tell you. I thought, okay, it's a good thing he's dead. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> and I thank would... you for joining us today on Genesis <laughs> yes, Church no. Conversations. Yeah, yes, I have issues. That's the end of that. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I thought I said, you got to be kidding me. He said, she said, no, that's what happened. I said, man, I said those were that, those were my favorite toys. I loved it. So here's it. So even like a few days ago, I got online. I was thinking about this and I was looking online and I thought to myself, I wonder if I could buy, is there any, are they, are they remade any of the classics? You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and cause I look for the 
Maltese Falcon, the, the big one that you can the open Millennium up. Falcon? I mean, the Millennium Falcon. The Maltese and, Falcon is something very different, but I can't yes, remember what it is. It is. So I'm going to Google right, yeah. this real quick. Yeah. See. The Millennium Falcon. And I looked for, you know, you can the get the 41 film. Okay. Yeah. The Maltese Falcon. It is. Uh, I think with Clark Gable or something like that. I don't okay. Know well, yep, anyway. same, same as Star Wars, basically. Yeah. So shot anyway. for shot remake. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I started looking for all these toys that I didn't have and all these action figures that, you know, that I used to have that, uh, you know, that, that dad sold. So anyway, and I had a hard time finding them. I did find a couple of them, but I thought, you know what? I'm not, I don't need it that much. Cause <laughs> <clears throat> that vintage stuff is expensive. No, man. Yeah. Oh I'm my not, goodness. No, I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, okay. So my fondest memory back to trying to be positive here is, uh, is walking in, finding all the star Wars stuff as a kid. Yes. I just played with that stuff for hours yes. and hours and days and days. So, yes. There you go. Yeah. So if you're, if you're joining us, you can skip like the first, like six minutes of this because it was just about that but real quick jeff i had a question for you the question oh, i keep yeah. getting this year the question i keep getting this year is weird because usually people ask your favorite stuff this year i keep getting asked what's my least favorite christmas song Ooh. well what is yours so mine is a mainstream song it's by a new song it's called christmas shoes do you know christmas shoes it's about the little kid that like snags money and runs off to the shoe store and tries to get the guy to sell him shoes because his mom's gonna die on Christmas Eve and he wants his mom to have that, shoes in heaven. Okay, all right, that is a tear jerking song. It's man. really not though. It just makes it like it's just so bad. It just does not make me. If you man. like Christmas shoes, I am not sorry for saying this. It's just one of the worst songs. Look, I try to not let people like I'm not the fun police. I don't tell people what they can and can't enjoy, except for Sarah when she's watching Gilmore Girls, and then I just make fun of it constantly. <laughs> but I try not to police your fun. But like, if you like Christmas shoes, that song is like objectively not art i'm going there man anyway so mine is christmas shoes you're you're just you're just a scrooge yes, absolutely you, you have no okay. compassion no t for that little child and his mother you know you need no. you need, a, you need to be visited by because they're pretend ghosts. they're huh? fiction they are made up people you need to have your heart increased by three sizes. <laughs> or two well, sizes. there you go. Whatever. whatever. Uh, my, uh, what was it? The least favorite Christmas least song. Favorite. <clears throat> Man, you know what? I'll have to think about that. Cause I There's really a lot to choose from. There really are. <laughs> I, I will say this. One that pops into my mind is the whole, my, you know, grandmother got run over by a reindeer that, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I'm going to, I'll put that in the list. I don't know why a weird song. It is a weird song. I don't get it, but yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. I'm sure there's, if I were to go and do some research and go, Oh yeah, I hate that song. You know, that kind of, you know, I'm sure yeah. I could find some that would, uh, uh, but you know, I'm an old school kind of guy. When I, when I listen to Christmas songs, uh, I mean, okay. When I say Christmas songs, let me back up. I, I'm not, I don't mean, um, Jesus Christmas songs. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking too. I wasn't. Yeah. Really I was, th I'm those, thinking yeah. like, sec uh, you know, in the secular world, I'm old school. So I like, uh, you know, I like the Dean Martin, mm -hmm. you know, yep. kind of, you know, the Pat Boone thing, sure. Bing Crosby, sure. all that stuff. Earl you know. Ives was the big one, man. Right. Like, Nat King Cole. Oh, you know, right. Absolutely. So, yeah. I like all that kind of, and I like some of Elvis Presley's stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. He's got some good, you know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I wish he would have done more blues type he's got some blues christmas songs kind of thing 
uh i wish he would have done more of that because that that was that's good stuff that was that was his niche yeah, but he just he was, was trying to be something else and he, he sure was, anyway okay so all right all right are we ready to christmas talk? time okay. real christmas time yeah <clears throat> yeah let's get into matthew chapter one yeah. okay so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna read uh beginning of verse 18 mm -hmm. and then we're gonna go back and we're just gonna make some comments and observations mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um that'll probably wrap us up to be honest with you uh, I don't think we're gonna get any further than that. So here we go. Yeah. All right. So Matthew chapter one, verse 18. All right. This is how Jesus, the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy spirit. Joseph, her fiance was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. Okay. Um, there is a lot going on. There is a lot going on. And the, In that so the first and the first half that we didn't read is all genealogy. Right. So if you ever go back, like you're going to find the first 16 verses are genealogy, but it's, it's written, you know, when Matthew was writing to a, what was, I mean, almost certainly a Jewish audience, it, it establishes the right off the bat. The first thing he writes is the genealogy so he can establish Christ's legitimacy to the audience as, well, this comes from the line of Abraham, line of David. And so, I mean, he starts off establishing Christ's legitimacy and then talking about, all right, now that you know that, here comes all of this stuff that we're about to talk about. So, well, and also fulfill that whole genealogy thing fulfills a prophecy yep. back to Abraham Absolutely. saying, right. hey, you know, um, right, what God was going to do through Abraham. Yep. So, there's, I mean, again, there's a lot going on there too. Yep. Um, <coughs> all right. Okay, so one of the things that jumps out at me on this event is, okay, a few years ago, we did a little series called Christmas. It's complicated. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I was thinking about that today. Right. And I can't, I think the image on the screen that we had, I think, might've been another image I saw. Anyway, uh, the, the branding was like this married couple. It's a kind of a cartoon thing. Mm -hmm. And you had the groom, but then the, and the bride was there and they were getting married, but she was like nine months pregnant, <laughs> you know, in, you know, yeah, I'm did, trying to did, think if I remember that or not, but did we use that one or we didn't, I don't think we used that one in that, but I have, we used all kinds of stuff for those. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So anyway, somewhere in all of that Christmas is complicated. I came across this, that image mm -hmm. and, uh, and I thought, man, you know, really when you get down to the real world of Mary and Joseph, not the child cleaned up right version the little manger scene you right. see you know that you probably have in your house um it, it gets very complicated because 
you know, Mary has to come and tell Joseph what just happened. Yep. I mean, and, and if you think about it, I mean, think about how, okay. Going to your, your, <coughs> your fiance and, and it's actually stronger than fiance here. Right. I mean, right. For all technical persons, they're, they're married. Basically married. Yeah. Yeah. But they have yeah. not consummated the marriage right. at all. So, right. <clears throat> and, um, so you go to your fiance and, uh, and you have to explain to them you're pregnant. Right. But you're going to say, God made me pregnant. Mm-hmm. And Joseph, I mean, so so in 19, he's ready to uh, divorce her or break the engagement or whatever. And he has an out. Joseph has an out for this whole thing. And this is always one of the things that stuck out to me for the Christmas story is Joseph has a perfectly safe out. He can say, looks like Mary cheated on me. I'm out. I mean, I'm done here. He would not look bad. Mary would look terrible. He was going to do this quietly so that it didn't. You know, he could have dragged her out in the street and done it there, but the fact of the matter is he was going to be nice about it and do it quietly. So he's got a way out, and instead he stays with her, and that's why, and obviously it's because the angel appeared to him. And so at some point we have to wrestle with Joseph should have left. The only reason he didn't is an, is a miracle that an angel came to him. Yeah, so, it it took a divine revelation in a absolutely. dream. Right. And a visit that was clearly from God mm-hmm. to convince him right. not to walk away from her. Because he, you know, I mean, think about the heartbroken. Let's just, I'm assuming Joseph loved Mary. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, I know dating and everything's a little different sure. in that culture. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a range and all that. Right. But I cannot imagine how hurt he must have felt and how broken he must have been and even embarrassed you know and here is is this woman that you know he thinks is lying to him thinks he's that stupid you know yep putting the blame on god and this crazy idea of her being pregnant but not being with a man and um uh, with all that said to me joseph it takes a lot of faith on Joseph's part to believe what he just saw and heard in the dream. Right. And he took the hard route. I mean, you know, he, like I said, he has an easy out, but sticking with Mary, I mean, he is publicly mm-hmm. embarrassed because how many people, I mean, people can do math. How many people believed and didn't believe you well, know, who, who Jesus came from? So I don't know. Well, and another thing is for Joseph, he, um, he actually had an old Testament, right? He could have, mm-hmm. right had her put to death absolutely and um and i think that's and i think one of the reasons why i think the bible points out that he decided to break the engagement quietly right was because normally when somebody broke an engagement like this they did not do it quietly right right you know they wanted to shame and embarrass the other person for whatever reason uh, I mean, think about divorces, you know, how ugly they can get and boy, and everybody's right. mean to each other, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, the, in this case, they didn't. this was worse. I mean, yeah, this was very much worse. <laughs> yeah. And Joseph, he decided, you know what, I'm going to take the high road. I'm going to do what's right. right. And we're just gonna, you know, Mary's done lost her mind or something mm-hmm. right, right there. So we're going to do this yep. quietly. Um, and so anyway, that angel shows up and, um, all right. So <clears throat> as we, as I'm looking through this, 
uh, the angel comes to um, Joseph in that dream and says, Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. So that, that's interesting. Now, the angel wanted to, wanted to make sure or try to communicate, okay, Joseph, I know that you want to leave her, and, but he's afraid to take Mary as his wife. Now, why would he be afraid, afraid, fear? See, well, I think, I mean, I think that comes down to what we talked about a little bit about the embarrassment of it. I mean, I'm scared to get embarrassed to a degree. I mean, we always make fun of me because I'm like super clumsy. And so like a real, so the other uh, two weeks ago, when we switched the order of service. We had to leave all the band's equipment like <clears throat> front ish. And so like I'll walk when I preach. And I was like, I mean, legitimate fear of mine was to trip on one of those cables, man. And I'm like writhing around on the floor. So <laughs> fear of embarrassment's a real thing, but I don't know necessarily where you're going with it. But I mean, I would say fear of embarrassment is definitely a thing, but you know, and fear of, I mean, blowback from family, you know, these families at this point were very tight knit. And I mean, in this culture, there would have been pressure on Joseph from his family to divorce Mary. So I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I didn't. I as a, actually, I wasn't planning on talking about it, but it just oh, jumped out go. at me as I was reading it. And but you know, well, I, I talked I, I, about it. So yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but here's the thing: that you know, the whole fear thing. I mean, he's about to go from fear to faith, and right, right now he's operating off of fear. And right. I will say this: there are times where I do think God gives us a message, either through an individual. Uh, or maybe through some other way, but, and we are afraid of what we're hearing because it's so weird, right? It's like, surely this cannot be of God. And it goes, I mean, the angel's message kind of spirals downward where he starts out with addressing his specific fear, which was marrying Mary. Um, and then it goes a little bit crazier and says, well, the child within her was conceived by the Holy spirit, which is, you know, weird. But then finally, he's going to save his people from their sins. And at this point, I mean, other than prophecy, that is absolutely unheard of. Nobody's going to step in and save you from your sins. This is all Old Testament based, you know, sacrifice and forgiveness based culture. And so the angel's argument or the angel's message starts at, I mean, like crazy level 10 and goes to crazy level 11, 12, 13, you know, which really should have made Joseph more curious about what he ate the night before than whether this was, you know, a message from God. And so, well, you know, you think about it. Um, So you got Mary saying, Hey, I'm pregnant through the power of the Holy spirit. You know, then you have this angel saying Mm -hmm. for the child within her was conceived by the Holy spirit. And, Okay, so if I'm Joseph, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just talking as a man, mm-hmm. as like a husband, I think I would have to sit down with Mary and say, Mary, I've had this dream, but I got some questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. What does it mean that the child within you was conceived by the Holy spirit. What went on, you know? And so, cause I, you know, in one of the, one movie version of scene of this, you know, it's just sort of 
she's like laying down and the Holy spirit sort of kind of glows and hovers. And there's this, I mean, there's nothing really sexual going on, but, um, but I think for, but I me, mean, cause you got to think about it as, as Christians, we've studied this, right. You know, we get it. And it's, it's almost old hat. Like, yes. it, it's kind of like, yeah, sure. Mary was a virgin. You right. Know, you know, the, the, Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit made her pregnant, blah, blah, blah. But from sure. Joseph's perspective, we gloss over it, man. Yeah. For, for Joseph's perspective, this is the first time anybody had ever heard of that kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what does that mean? You know? So, yep. uh, uh, I mean, cause so I, I, I guess what I'm doing here is, or at least what I'm beginning to see is that, you know, Joseph really had to go through a bunch of emotional and mental hoops to get to where he says, okay, yes. I trust God. I want to trust Mary on this thing, you know? <laughs> and yeah, there's uh, a lot of processing there and i think without yeah without the idea of divine revelation uh, this this story if we if we were to say this story is not real it did not happen what we have is mary a you know young woman cheats on her fiance slash husband gets pregnant decides to make up a story that will absolutely make no sense to anybody. And Joseph just decides to go along with it, even at great cost to himself. And that just, that doesn't make as much, honestly, that doesn't make as much sense as a miracle. Well, you know, and another thing is I have a, I mean, it's not here, but I would want to sure. ask Mary this Mary, when all the, after this, all this happened, did you ever, were you ever tempted to come up with another story. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, to where Billy Bob down the road. Yeah. Attacked I, me, attacked I, me. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. Come up with something. I mean, where you did that, that, that thought ever come to your mind of saying, nobody is going to believe this, right? He might even kill me or have me punished or, my family is going to kick me out. This is going to be embarrassing, shameful to me, Joseph family, you know, can I lie about this and it's, and everything still work out? Yeah, absolutely. But she didn't do it. She told the truth. She she said, okay, here's what happened. You know, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is a, um, these two, I mean, these two by their example had incredible faith to just, go with this story they did you know, and so. i mean they had two different journeys on how they got there right oh absolutely and i will say that uh and i do like the humanness of all this because mm-hmm. this isn't clean faith you know what i'm right, saying absolutely yeah yeah and this clean faith in the sense of you know wow they're just people of god they just believe right. jesus you know and they just believe in god on this thing and mm-hmm. they just walk by faith not by sight don't ever struggle with anything and joseph he's thinking about leaving her doesn't believe her right. the angel has to show up you know and they're gonna have to deal with consequences yep <clears throat> all right so it goes on to say in verse 21 and she will have a son and you ought to name him jesus for he will save his people from their sins yeah. Okay. So, uh, that's where we get the purpose of Christmas. That's the whole point. Right. Okay. And, um, obviously the name Jesus means, you know, savior, redeemer, right. you know, whatever, but God uh, is savior is a, 
Actually, I was just looking that up, man. Yeah, <laughs> God is Savior. Yahweh is Savior. Right. And uh, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, um, I do find it interesting. I had never noticed this. I was at a church one time when I was in college, and the guy was preaching on this. I guess it was getting close to Christmas or something. Mm -hmm. And it was a guest uh, speaker. Um, and, uh, and he was an old guy. And, but man, he was good. I mean, it was like, I'm talking about it today. You know, we're talking 30 years sure. ago or so. And, um, and I wish he would have fleshed this out, but he didn't, he just emphasized it. And it was at a time where I was struggling with the sovereignty of God and all this kind of stuff and salvation. Sure. And he said, and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save. And then he paused his people. Mm -hmm from their sins and then just goes on and i'm just going okay <laughs> you know all right so now all of a sudden i'm struggling with the whole election thing i, I don't want to yeah, get into a lot that there. today right yeah, there's a wanna, lot there yeah but i do want to point that out that okay, yep. okay that's an interesting way and all the translations say it mm -hmm. this Absolutely, is not right. this is not an nlt thing okay yep. and so um um, you know, obviously there's a lot of nuances there, but, right. uh, I mean, you know, out the gate, we're seeing some kind of God's sovereignty. There's a purpose, there's an intentionality, there's a strategy. Right. And, um, okay. Verse 22, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive the child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. All right. One of the thoughts I have here is that when you look at the Christmas story, man, you find a lot of titles and descriptions of Jesus. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, you know, his name That's will be Jesus because so he's going to save his people from their sins. Now he's going to be called Emmanuel because he's God with us. Yep. Um, other translations will, you know, uh, no other gospels like, you know, the Mark, Luke and John. So they, uh, around this time period, they will describe him in other ways, you know, and, like messiah all that kind right, of stuff right um and i think one of the reasons why is because jesus it's almost like one name can't capture capture right. who he is right even the name jesus even though that's a powerful name i get it but still even the bible has to use other things other titles other descriptions to try to help us understand who right. this individual is yep and and it's also i mean the idea of you know, God is with us, Emmanuel, God is with us. The, the thing that, I mean, we kind of have to remember is that first of all, you know, Jesus is God. God is Jesus, you know, Holy spirit is both, you know, they're all God, all this stuff. So, I mean, God is literally with us, but also the idea that the silent age had just been going on. So 400 years now, God had been relatively silent to the Jewish people. I mean, there's not much here. And all of a sudden, now we have a preparation taking place and we have them saying, all right, God's with us now. And so for the last 400 years, it might've felt a lot like God was not with the Jewish people. And all of a sudden, now he's going to come down himself. And so, yeah, that's, that's fairly, fairly shocking you know, of a prophecy even then, but weighed against when it actually was fulfilled. That's a big, it's a big thing. It is, um, you know, and on a personal level, I mean, the whole concept of God with us, 
you know, not only in, right. not only in Jesus, but also right. in the form of the Holy Spirit, God with right. us, in us, and, you know, I will never leave you nor forsake you, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. <clears throat> um, you know, even today, that blows my mind. I'm just not used to that idea because oh, it's just so huge to me. Right. I mean, I know, I mean, because for me personally, I feel very small on this planet. Sure. I mean, I got this little tiny speck of my life. Even the Bible talks about it, you know, like vapor, mm-hmm. you know, here yeah. and then we go. Sure. Um, and the older you get, it does look more and more like vapor. <laughs> I mean, I'm convinced whoever wrote that verse was an old person. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so I think we'll just end it there unless you got mm-hmm. something else that uh, you want to bring out on the Christmas story that's meaningful to you. No, I was going to mention the the God with us thing. One more one more thing with that is that it is it is such a personal word. This is not God although God does do these things. This is not God talks to us. This is not God directs us. This is not God instructs us. This is not God is you know, this ethereal being that's near us, but maybe not. No, this is specifically God is with us. And when you are with something, this this goes back to uh, the idea of Jesus being fully God and fully man, that all of a sudden God is with us. He is nearby. He is going to be physically with us. He is going to be taking part in the struggles of humanity and the problems of humanity and the temptations of humanity. And so God is with us and God is going to come out the other side of this and be able to die for us and, and save us from our sins. So that, that God is with us is a really, um, I think, you know, for four words right there, that thing carries a whole lot of weight. So, well, you know, okay. So if you were to take Matthew 1, 18 through verse 25, what we just read, talked about, uh, I mean, there is a lot of significant doctrine theology yes uh sitting there and uh i mean all the way from you know the sinful nature of man you know jesus mm-hmm. coming to save us you know uh even that salvation save us you know how does that work you know and uh you're talking about god with us the incarnation you know god becoming flesh all that stuff right uh i mean on and on and on it goes and um i mean man the those are, I mean, again, I just wish I could take most believers because it took me a long time to get, you know, again, I wasn't raised in church. Right. So to me, the Christmas story was the nativity scene, you know? Right. Sure. Sure. And, uh, <coughs> um, but I wish that I could somehow take the Christmas story and help believers make it much, take it to an adult level. Mm-hmm you know, a real sure. level, you know, sure. because, you know, to me, because of, you know, I, okay. Now I love Christmas. It's one of my favorite holidays. I love the whole, I love all the lights. Sure. I liked all the decorations, the Christmas trees, all the traditions, uh, you know? And so, um, but somewhere in all of that, I mean, really, even, even with me, Jesus sort of gets the, gets lost in there, you know? Right. And, and because I mean, every kid, that grows up in church or whatever is taught the Christmas story from such a young age, it becomes very normal and it should be normal to a degree. Like it should be normal that we talk about it, but there is absolutely nothing normal 
about the Christmas story in general. I mean, it is very abnormal. Well, you know? we bec- I think part of it is we become so familiar with it that we don't see it anymore. Right. You right, know, exactly. uh, I was, ta- I heard somebody talking to, uh, on some other podcast or I don't know what it was years ago. And, you know, um, they were talking about, uh, living in, uh, Colorado and they were living, um, their off, well, their office was in this high rise building and they could see the, uh, Rocky mountain, Colorado, Rocky mountains. Yeah. And, uh, just huge, massive. And, uh, the guy was talking to him. He says, do you, do you ever, I mean, do you see those anymore? Right. And he turned around and he said, no, not really. Mm-hmm. He said, I've just, he said, that's amazing. He said, because I'm sitting here, I'm just overwhelmed by them. And because it was new to, because he doesn't live right, there. Absolutely. It's background music at some point. Yeah. And I, know, I th- and so, and I think it, we have to, we have to fight that when it comes to the Christmas oh, yeah. story, because the, sure. the Christmas story is, I mean, it's the, I mean, it's the Rocky mountains of the, you know, of, mm-hmm. of truth here. And I think for many Christians, we have just heard it and seen it so much that we've just lost the grandeur and the awe and the, and the majesty of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just turned into whatever it is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yay, baby. Jesus was born. And that's, that's basically where we're left every Christmas. And, you know, right. And yeah. I, I have not seen the movie Talladega Nights, but I do know. <laughs> I do My favorite Jesus is little baby Jesus lying yeah, in the manger. Sweet Jesus, baby Jesus, you know, sweet, sweet little baby six Jesus. pound four ounce sweet baby Jesus right. or whatever. And, he says. You know, and I've seen the clip, yes. you know, where they are praying yes. and there's praying a sweet baby Jesus. Yes. And uh, gosh, you know, and so and it's kind of turned into it's you it know has. it's just it's just that we are not recommending Talladega Nights. No, we're saying we're not. Talladega Nights can show us a little bit about how we perceive the Christmas story. That's a, yeah, that's all I'm saying, and uh, yes. uh, that's why I said at the very beginning. Uh, yeah. a while ago that uh i have not seen talladega nights yes, but there you go. i have yes. seen enough clips i have them. seen it it's not i mean it's i don't know it wasn't even very good but that's okay <laughs> that's just me some people may like it but whatever right right, right. uh um all right so um yeah all right well let's wrap this thing up um okay well merry christmas to everybody that'll be listening to this i hope that uh you have a good one and um I hope to, that you'll go to church wherever you are and hope you're uh, just kind of slowing your life down a little bit and just try to stare out the window, if you will, at the Rocky Mountain, okay, yeah. view of Jesus and uh, just sort of remember the awe and the majesty of this story. Um, I mean, Jesus came to save us from our sins. Now, if you as Christians, I know that you've heard that a hundred thousand times and um do not let that become old because that is significant and that's what christmas is really all about so anyway god bless you guys and uh, we'll catch you later